Okay, we lost the LSU game on Halloween when Arkansas and South Carolina came into the league. Can we at least fix that now? You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis. Thank you very much for joining us on this magical mystery tour we call Ole Miss Fandom. And also, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications. Upvote the video as well and comment down below. We'd appreciate it very much. All right. We can all agree that the scheduling the last 10 years in the SEC has been borderline criminal. We're in a situation that since like 1997, Ole Miss has played Texas Tech more than Tennessee. Ole Miss had a decent rivalry with Tennessee as far as the game played, the fans going back and forth. That is a game that both sets of fans look forward to playing. Now, it's just kind of gone away. To put it like this, I could tell you right now that Tennessee has not beaten Ole Miss in a football game since 2010. That sounds very impressive until you realize it was only two games. So just realize that the way this schedule is done is absolutely horrible, and they're talking about ways that they can fix it. And one of the ways when they fix it is time for the Ole Miss LSU game to get back to Halloween. That is a game that belongs on Halloween. It has always belonged on Halloween. It was one of those games similar to the third Saturday in October having a meaningful date that it was associated with. I remember as a child listening to the radio and then playing um, Purple People Eaters on there and the LSU week and building up that game and there'd be games in Jackson in Baton Rouge, and all of that in my younger days, and it was extremely fun. But then, after Arkansas and South Carolina came into the league, that game was messed up as far as its date goes, and it was moved to the week before the Egg Bowl on Ole Miss's schedule, where it sat for somewhere around 20 years. Then, when A&M and Missouri came in, they had it at the end of the year, and it started moving from the end of the year to September, and it was just all around the schedule. It was just a completely weird thing, okay? So, the SEC has a chance to fix this, to get this right. I understand the reason that LSU was doing it before. It was because Alabama was basically taking a bye week before the game at all time. They moved up, you know, With the Iron Bowl that's happened, they moved it up and they took a bye week there. LSU took it also, so Alabama didn't have the advantage because they were sort of the two top teams over the last 20 years in the SEC, probably. I get that. That's not going to be a situation that we need to worry about much longer. This is why. The three permanent rivals that each team is going to get, and it's likely going to be two of the top eight schools in financial revenue if you are in that group if you were in the lower one it'd be two of the lesser revenue schools okay and the permanent rivals 
give you an example of something it would look like. This was um, Matt Hayes from Saturday Down South. He did this, and he predicted Auburn, LSU, and Tennessee, and that doesn't work because that's three high-revenue schools. It's just one of those things where let's make it work. Um, and LSU has Alabama, Florida, Ole Miss. That doesn't really necessarily work either. But that gives you an idea of what people are looking at and how they are handling what is going on. So when looking at LSU, one of the permanent rivals is going to be Texas A&M. It just is. The Gulf War, as I guess they call it or I call it, I don't know. It sounds like it fits. It's just too perfect of a geographical location for a rivalry with LSU. And Texas A&M is going to have Texas, and Texas A&M is probably either going to have Oklahoma or Arkansas or something like that. But that'll be what it looks like. LSU is going to have Texas A&M, and they're going to have Ole Miss as their rival. That leaves two of the high-dollar schools that LSU has to deal with, and that is Florida and that is um, Alabama. Which rivalry do you want to keep? Or should I say make every other year instead of every year? And if you go back to that list, and we can bring it up again, the Alabama list had three teams as well. They have Auburn and Tennessee that's absolutely going to be be impacted. So the odd man out would be LSU. Florida has Georgia, Kentucky, LSU. So there's a chance that Florida rivalry stays because it fits the 2-1 program and the Alabama one goes away. So that would eliminate the need for that scheduling quirk to happen. And this game could go back to where it belongs on Halloween. The Ole Miss LSU game should always be on Halloween. It should not be September 24th. It should not be November 17th. It should be around October 31st. Either right there in the 1st of November or right there at the end of November. That weekend is where the Ole Miss LSU game should be. LSU fans will tell you the same thing. And if LSU fans tell you they don't care about this game, ask them why they rushed the field the last time they beat us at 7-0 including last year. Ask them that. They care when we're good. So it just kind of is what it is. So in the second segment of the show today, we're going to talk about Markel Blackwell um, potentially going to Texas A&M and us needing a running backs coach, wide receivers coach. The staff turnover is still happening. And we're also going to go on in the third segment and talk about what about basketball? What do we do about this situation, especially at this point of the season? It's absolutely nuts. Anyway, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. And I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like candy bars while maintaining amazing macros, and they're healthy too. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. And now, this is the best part. You don't need to wait around by ordering through Built.com and putting in Locked On 15 as a promo code. Now you can go to Walmart and get a four-pack from the pharmacy section. Go in there, you got amazing flavors like cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs. Fantastic, four-box, four-pack box. But here's the better part. If you're near a Sam's Club, which a lot of people are, 
You can go in there and grab a 13-bar box with our Hit Flavors Brownie Batter and Churro, and you can thank me later. No longer do you just have to go to Built.com and put in promo code LOCKEDON15 and all of that stuff with Built Bar. Now you can go to Walmart and Sam's Club as well. Go in there and do it. Taste it. You will thank me. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast. It's Locked On College Basketball. It's everything you need to know about basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. All right. Markel Blackwell looks like is going to Texas A&M, so staff turnover is still going. Remember, I've told you guys at this point for years that turnover is just a part of the system now. You're not going to have the same thing all over again. You're not going to have a program anymore. It's just the way it is. It's the 2023 team, the 2024 team. You may can take it and point it towards that 2024 team, but it's not a program like it was. You can't predict the turnover. Too many players and coaches are going in and out of the door for you to do that and making living doing that because you just can't predict how it's going to look. So you have to do your best each and every year. I know that is different from what I say about having pointing towards that 2014 season, 2024 season, the start of the playoff, all of that stuff. But you need to figure out a way to do that in the macro while handling the micro of the 2023 season, whether it be Walker Howard, Spencer Sanders, Jackson Dart, the whole nine yards. It just is what it is. So knowing that what we know, Markel Blackwell, I honestly think Markel Blackwell came to Ole Miss because he was tight with Zach Evans. He was a Houston coach, took the job around Zach Evans. After Zach Evans leaves, he goes back to a Houston area college. I don't think this is anything crazy, anything sinister, Jimbo trying to hire away a coach, anything like that. I think this has more to do with the fact that Markel Blackwell wants to go home after going and coaching a guy for one year. And he got a promotion out of it. He goes from Houston to Ole Miss to Texas A&M. He's moving up the ladder, so to speak, um, probably financially. So good luck to him. All good stuff. Congratulations to Markel Blackwell. Now, what Ole Miss needs to do in this running back thing is, A, this is an opportunity to rectify the situation and move Derek Nix to that running back room where he's done good work. And you can go hire an ace wide receivers coach to coach that position. Or, I guess, if you have a chance to hire an ace running backs coach, you can leave Derek Nix where he is. But this gives you flexibility to do both. Whichever one you can get the best fit, the best person for, Derek Nix can go one way or the other. It'd be interesting to see exactly what happens with Derek Nix moving forward on this and what Ole Miss plans to do with the running backs room in the future. Because... It seems like you should be able to get a pretty good coach because you have an all-conference back. Kedra Criscano, absolutely fantastic. Ole Miss absolutely has a type when it comes to running back. You know, Ulysses Bentley the fourth. I don't know. He was him and Zach Evans was boy. Markel Blackwell. I I'm not exactly sure how that is going to look. I'm interested to see where he sits after spring. And if he does, what happens then? 
So Ole Miss has a chance to make a little hay in the running back position. Ole Miss has a chance to make a little hay in the wide receiver room. So it's going to be dependent, honestly, of where Derek Nick sits. Because let's be real about this. With the state of Mississippi having the class that it has, Derek Nix can can pick his poison on this one. He has an important role with this staff in recruiting moving forward. And we will see exactly how much his work is valued by Lane Kiffin. So a lot of questions are about to get answered in regards to Derek Nix and where he fits. Because Derek Nix wants to coach running backs, he can probably leverage this into coaching running backs. Yeah, I mean, I've, really cool thought. If he likes where he is in wide receivers, you're probably not going to see much room or much turnover there. But Ole Miss does have the flexibility. If an ace running backs coach or wide receivers coach comes available, Derek Nix is there with the flexibility to coach both. I mean, that is that is a really cool benefit to have. It just is. Anyway, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Yeah, FanDuel. They are famous for their no-sweat-first bet. This is the midway point of the NBA season, and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. They get the no-sweat-first bet whenever you sign up up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to punt point scores and threes drains. I like the prop bets that they can do. And the NBA being in midseason right now, I guess the thing that everybody needs to do is just bet against the Lakers, right? which is weird for somebody that grew up in my age because the 80s and Showtime and all that, that is what the Lakers are synonymous with. You know, when people talk about the Yankees being this baseball dynasty, my childhood coinciding with them not doing much, they're not that much of a dynasty to me. They kind of were good in my adult years. They were good before I was born. But when I was a kid and was really following, they weren't. The team that was was the Lakers, the Showtime Lakers. Everybody knew about them. And now, you know, just bet against them. And that that's probably the best way to handle it. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets with a bigger chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss out on your chance to get your no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So subscribe to the YouTube channel if you would. Hit the bell for notifications, comment down below, and upvote the video as well. We'd appreciate it. Now, what about basketball? We, we do a lot of football on this show, and rightfully so. But what about basketball? Because Ole Miss is in a, let's say, precarious situation at the moment. All right? The games at the Pavilion are not drawing very much at all. I guess you're making money off season ticket holders that are, show, that are not showing up, but you're just not making money overall. 
And over the last few games, your thousands of dollars are probably going to get lost because of where it is. That is probably the number one concern in regards to making a change when it comes to doing that. But if you did that, you have a chance of upsetting the apple cart and recruiting and all this. And I, I do think that Ole Miss fans are t- intentionally right now trying to have their cake and eat it too. And they want to make a change. If you ask any Ole Miss fans what needs to be done for this basketball program, the number one they say is make a change at the head coach position. That is the way a general fan is programmed. Make a change at the coach position if you want to turn it around. That may not be the issue. What is the root cause for the problems in Ole Miss basketball? Is it interest? Is it where it sits in the pecking order, where it's a solid number three, possibly number four right now, but a successful team, they would move up that list again fairly quick. But right now, them and Coach Yo's women's team are about on the same level, and everybody is pointing towards baseball against Delaware State this weekend, and basketball is kind of getting lost in the shuffle. Now, do you want a situation where that becomes relevant and regular? You have a $95 million building. I doubt it. You could have stayed at Tad Smith Coliseum and done exactly what is being done right now, and it would probably be okay. But you did invest all of that money. So you probably at least need to try and make a go at it in basketball. That's just kind of the way it is. So do you make a change now or do you wait to the end of the season? Probably the end of the season. Jason Jordan came on the show probably about a week ago, Saturday. There's a podcast called Hypotheticals where Jason Jordan talks all about this and a potential change and what it would mean. And that how the recruiting class is probably is what it is. It's going to happen what it is. But how the next guy gets hired and how quickly you can turn it around is important to saving the recruiting class. You don't want a situation like the LSU Tigers went through last season after Will Wade was let go. You want it to be as quickly as possible. You want Kermit, if it's possible, a smooth transition from one to the other. I don't know if it's it's going to be a retirement. Like I said, fans are trying to eat, have their cake and eat it too. And a lot of times they say, "Hey, this is going to happen because this is the way I this is the way this is the best case scenario for us. Maybe not for Kermit." So, we don't know exactly how this is going to go down. We don't know how well it's going to be handled. We do know that every If they let Kermit go now, the same people would be in the ear of the signing class and recruits as otherwise. But here's also the other thing. You're trying to save a signing class because just like in football, they think there's one basketball player. There's one type of basketball player. Either you're good or you're bad. That is how they look at basketball. System fit is everything. And a Kermit Davis player that is good in that system may not be good in another one. So just know that whoever gets hired next season is probably going to be a little bit clunky. Next season is going to be weird. And because of that, you can adjust expectations as needed. But what you will have with the new coach is a ton of hope 
And next year is all about building that even more for the future. And Ole Miss is at a point where year two, they probably need to be competing for the big dance. That's what Ole Miss basketball should be. Every other year, competing for the tournament. Basically what Andy Kennedy did and ended up getting run out of town for, that's what Ole Miss basketball needs to be, in my opinion. Especially now that baseball has gotten and hit another level by winning a national championship. So you have December and January and the early part of February for basketball to really make hay. You get to grab everybody's attention then or you will lose it. Because, let's just be real, people aren't going to November basketball games. They haven't in my lifetime, which is nearly a half a century. They're not doing that. They're, they're doing football all the way until the end, until it concludes. And honestly, until recruiting concludes. When it does, they will move on to basketball for a couple of months, two months tops. And if basketball does not grab that attention, they will move on to baseball almost immediately. It's the way they program. It's the way they've done most of their life. Baseball is a relatively new thing, but now that it is highly, highly successful, people are eagerly anticipating this baseball season. Then, on top of everything else, during January, when basketball season should be the show in town, the transfer portal has happened to where that becomes the dominant news story of college football. And that overshadows basketball. So it's really, you got a three-week period to get right. You've got to get people's attention. Whoever is in charge of this Ole Miss job in 2023, the end of 2023, the number one job will be getting attention. The same type of stuff that Lane Kiffin did the new guy needs to do. They need to have somebody, not necessarily a builder, just an accumulator. It's where I think that if for some reason Will Wade does not get a show cause, he will absolutely fit. He will absolutely be a dominant player for Ole Miss basketball. He'd be an excellent fit. If he doesn't, you're doing the G5 thing and it's just a roll of the dice again. But if you hit and are able to do what you want to do, there's a chance for basketball to make noise at Ole Miss in the same way that basketball did at Auburn when they went and got Bruce Pearl, who was another troubled player, person, coach, going for that job whenever he was unceremoniously fired from Tennessee. It's a remarkable similar situation, even down to the fact that the arena the way it's shaped and the way it works. Auburn Arena or whatever it's called now and the pavilion are remarkably similar. It just kind of is what it is. But basketball can be special at Ole Miss. But to do that, they need a special personality first and foremost. Basketball is never going to be a dominant sport in Ole Miss just on basketball. You need a personality to go with it. You need a face to put on it. You need somebody that for some reason or another has a chance to do something transcendent on that sport. I know, I know, I get it. But you need 
to find that person. And Will Wade, if he is available and the show cause doesn't happen, may be that guy. Now, here's the catch before I get out of here today. Will Wade has just had his hearing, and we're waiting on the results of that hearing. That show cause could happen by the end of the NCAA tournament, so six, seven weeks from now. So, if he gets out of it, I'm sure all the background work is done and they can make that move relatively quickly. But in essence, Ole Miss basketball needs to be conducting two searches at the same time. They need to be doing everything they need to do to make sure due diligence and everything else that Will Wade is ready to go should he be ready to go. But on the flip side of that, they need to be prepared for that first weekend, that second weekend of the NCAA tournament to have conversations, to be ready in case Will Wade is not that guy and not able to do it, that they have a coach lined up. Because the worst case scenario is this coaching search goes into May. And all of a sudden, the whole signing class is gone. Everything is torn up. And it becomes an, a really, really untenable situation for the Ole Miss Rebels. Just kind of is what it is. Anyway, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make you sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It has everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. I want to say thank you for everybody for tuning in. Tomorrow, we're going to keep going. Keep going. Remember, football every day. We're at least going to have a segment on football every day because football is honestly what pays the bills inside the university and out. So we were we're going to focus on that as well. So I'll see you tomorrow.